Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders, and today we have a very special guest. I'm thrilled to be speaking with Sophie Laplane, first artist with the Scottish Ballet. Originally from Paris, Sophie is making waves not only on the stage, but also as a talented up-and-coming choreographer. Thanks so much for joining us, Sophie, all the way from up north. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so, Sophie, I first wanted to ask you, how old were you when you started dancing and what made you take up ballet in the first place? Um, I started when I was seven years old. And what happened is um, my mom tried to get me to do a piano and I was too hyperactive to, to be just sitting on a chair and playing notes. So she just thought, oh, well, she needs some more like physical and, um, yeah, physical activity. So she thought, okay, well, I'll bring her to a dance class. And yeah, I really enjoyed it and ever since. So you studied at the famous Paris Opera Ballet School. Tell us about your experience at, of studying ballet with this prestigious school. Well, I only stayed there for one year. Okay. And what happened is, um, so I used to take dance classes um, in my in a small like I live in Paris, a bit outside of Paris. So it was like classes now and again. And my teacher said to me, "Oh well, you should audition to Paris Opera." I had no idea. <laughs> like I was like, "All right, okay, I'll audition." And then I got through it, and um, it was, I was by that time nine years old, and it was, I did not expect that at all. It was very like discipline, 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 and at the end we were like nine to start with, nine dancers, and then we kept two, and I wasn't part of the two. Okay. Uh, but um, in a way, I feel like I auditioned for the Conservatoire Supérieur afterwards, mm -hmm. and I th it suited me better. Um, it, we really like at the Conservatoire, you're mixed with musicians, and for me, I feel I had more freedom in a way, even though it was still like obviously like classes and discipline, like ballet technique, contemporary. We also had this um, woman that will always stay in my heart. Uh, she was called, she is called Christine Gerard, and she used to teach workshops uh, every week. Uh, so she would give us a theme and she would ask us for the following week to create uh, something, a one minute uh, little piece on the theme that she had given. And for me, like, it was like the time to have my own freedom to do something that I really wanted to, to do, to show. So, yes. 
It sounds like a really interesting experience in terms of getting the opportunity to have your discipline training, but also to be quite creative. Yeah. And where, what was your first ballet company out, out of uh, ballet school? So I went to uh, Ballet de Lorraine, that's in uh, Nancy, and I was an apprentice there. Uh, so um, I was only paid when I was going on stage. Okay. So I, I had to really like put myself out there and um, yeah, try and fight to get on stage, um, which I find like, I feel like I'm grateful in a way to have been pushed to like really try and prove myself. Um, and well, the Ballet um, Lorraine is more contemporary okay. repertoire. And what happened is at the end, they didn't have a full time contract. And the other thing I felt as well, I was young, I was 19, 20, and I just felt that maybe if I wanted to continue um, to have a more broad repertoire, maybe it would be best for me to find another company that's more a bit more diverse, especially when you're young. Like. Yeah. So uh, what happened is um, my best friend, who's also called Sophie, <laughs> who's uh, actually principal um, at Scottish Ballet, um, yeah, we've known each other since we're like the age of 13, we did boarding school together, dance school. Anyway, she told me, um, oh, well, uh, Scottish Ballet are looking for um, extra people to do Nutcracker, so a three months contract. Would you be interested to audition? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she said to me, I promise it doesn't rain every single day. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, okay, well, uh, I'll come. Um, I'll come around and I audition and I got the contract uh, for the Nutcracker and then eventually I got the full-time um, contract. Mm. And with the Scottish Ballet, uh, mm. you rose to first artist a couple of years ago now. Uh, what have been some of your highlights working with the company over the last few years? Wow, well, there's, there's been a lot of like... That's um, what I'm really, really like about this company is the opportunities that you get. And yeah, the repertoire is so like diverse that um, it's hard to really say. Uh, well, what's, what's, been, what's been perhaps maybe some of your favorite roles that you have danced okay, with, the, well, with the company? I'll, I'll, uh, there was one piece that was called Ride the Beast from uh, Petronio, oh, yeah. and it was on Radiohead, wow. and that's a, a duet, and um, I remember really enjoying that, I was like, oh, this is so cool, Radiohead, <laughs> yeah. so I really enjoyed that. Um, other pieces, well, Stella from Streetcar Named Desire, mm -hmm. um, so I was doing Stella, and it was new to me in the sense that um, I, I was very often I was casted in like um, Carabas or like kind of 
evil. <laughs> so, um, for me to do like Stella, that's much like um, that's very different. Very um, emotional. Yes, and I, yeah, so I kind of really, yeah, like doing that role. Um, and then yes, like recently, actually, we've worked with Ivgi. I'm not even sure how if I pronounce it well, but Ivgi and Gribben mm-hmm. did a piece called Each Other at Tramway, and yeah, I really, really enjoy working with them. And are there any roles that you would love still to dance in the future? Uh, some roles that you're still thinking that would be amazing to do? Um, no, I mean, like, continue working with some choreographers. Like, there's not one specific um, role that I would say, like, no. So... In your life as a professional dancer, obviously you dance you know, probably six days a week, you're always rehearsing, taking class. How do you look after your body and protect yourself against injuries? Um, for me, I think the, one of the key things to not, well, to take care of your body and be careful about injuries is really to observe and understand what the choreographer is showing or the ballet mistress to really observe understand and then knowing your bodies your body your own body and listening to it and seeing how you can make it work for, for yourself because obviously we're all very different so how can you work it to make it happen so that's for me, that's really important not to get injured. Um, after, obviously, like eating well, eating well, like good, like good, have a good nutrition, and that's really vital. So that would be the two, from like two main things. And. Your life is so very busy as a dancer and you've moved into uh, choreography and, and perhaps this love comes from your early, your early days. But tell us about this move into choreography. Where's that inspiration to start creating your own works come from? Uh, well, it started off um, when Christopher Hampson um, came to the as the director of the company and he organized a workshop uh, so any dancers could like be part of that workshop and um, he gave us a task he um, asked us to create a one minute piece solo female or male dancer and I was like oh well I'll give it a go um, and uh, what happened is, uh, I was actually in the studio with Sophie, so, um, and yeah, we we had an hour in the studio, and we were chatting for most of the time. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, we only have half an hour left. So I was like, okay, let's do something like, well, as oh well, maybe I can do something that's to do with conversation. So. 
I got her to do something uh, on on the spot, and I kind of doing this conversation, and then I presented it, and um, the following task was like, okay, now you've done one minute on a female, do one minute on a male, and so I did a male version, and I picked the same music, and then Chris kind of gave me the opportunity. He said, well, I'd like you to do six minutes now of that two little solos and that's how it kind of from there grew and then um, Chris gave me another opportunity and then another opportunity and tell us about uh, your new work that you've created for Scottish Ballet is it I I don't know if I'll pronounce it correctly is it called Sibilo? Sibilo yes Sibilo yeah tell us tell us about this this piece Oh, um, well, it was my um, first, like, um, 30-minute piece um, that I created. And um, previously, I only did, like, 15 minutes. And so for me, it was a big, big step forward. Yeah. And um, I had a blank page. So I... I was like, oh, well, where do you start when you have a blank page? Or how am I going to find ideas? And what happened is that, again, through a workshop, I created um, a duet in silence. And from that duet from silence, I randomly um, came across um, a kind of a cartoony music with whistling inside. And I was like, oh. I don't know why it reminds me of that duet that I created a few months back. And I put them together and it matched. Weirdly, it was like, well, it's weird. And so I thought, oh, whistling, that's interesting. And as I like um, changing music a lot within a piece, I like um, to go from classical to electro to, I like the diversity within the piece. I. Um, so I was like, you still need to have a journey within the music. Yeah. And I thought whistling could be the perfect link to all the different styles of music and incorporating the whistle. And so, Sibilo means whistling in Latin. So, okay. So that's why I picked that title. And as I was working with uh, well, my colleagues, I know them um, very well. Uh, so that Sibylla was about, I, I like to use a lot as well, very um, simple everyday objects, for, for example, jackets or trousers, so like using them as a prop. So I thought of the jacket and how the fact that they're all, it starts with everybody wearing jackets and it's what do they truly have inside of them that I wanted to show out there because obviously I know them but I wanted to put out like their different personalities and so and it was the first time that I worked with a composer so that was really interesting for me mm. as well to have someone to work on the music with and to try and get really 
what was needed for the piece. Um, yeah. Sounds like a really interesting piece and you've also created works with students from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. You've presented work as part of the Royal Ballet's first drafts at the Royal Opera House in London, which is you know, it's quite, a, quite an amazing choreographic you know, resume already. Um, how do you or do you yet have or, a, an approach to creating pieces um, and, or how do you work with the dancers? Do you go in with your own idea or uh, set pieces? How do you evolve and create your work? What's your process? Um, it depends. Okay. It depends. Uh, with what usually happens is that I'll create some movements. Sometimes with an idea behind it, sometimes just create, like a bit that duet um, that I did in silence. What happened there is just, I knew Tom and I knew Maddie and I knew like the personality and they both like quirky in their own style. And so I just wanted to create a duet between them, but with not, nothing really specific but I played with the fact that I knew them uh, so what happens usually if not I create phrases if, especially okay. it's people that I for the conservatoire for example I create a language mm -hmm. um, and phrases and then within those um, phrases then I, I adapt and I change um, once um, I see um, uh, the students, for example, and if not, um, here, sometimes it can be the music that can give me an idea, um, other times, like I said, it can be just creating without really knowing where it's going to go, Yeah, and sometimes I just put it aside and forget about it and then maybe four months after I was like, oh yeah, I remember I did, like maybe that could actually work for this and so, yeah. Buried. Yeah. Well, sometimes so, I have an idea. Okay. Right? And then um, try to find the music that would fit and then... So one of the other projects that you worked on choreographically was uh, on a music video. Mm -hmm. um, how was that experience different choreographing for a music video than for a traditional um, you know, theater production or studio production? Uh, can I ask you, is that the one with the singer Catherine Joseph? I think so, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but when I'm on the beach. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so that, it was a lot of info on the spot okay because um well i knew the music and i had listened to it a few times but it was a lot to do with um on the spot the environment knowing um because we filmed it in one day one of the sunny days in glasgow <laughs> <laughs> that was lucky <laughs> so um I had a vague idea in my head, a bit of movement or the way, but apart from that, I didn't know there would be um, 
a trunk on the on the beach. So I was like, well, maybe I can try something on there. And I just started doing something, and uh, Eve that filmed it. Um, yeah, I said, okay, cool, yeah, try it out. And so it was very much like, yeah. Quite organic, it sounds. Yeah. 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 So for you, when it's time as a dancer to leave the stage, do you see choreography as your future in terms of your next, your next natural step? Is this something which you want to move into full time in the future? Yes, yes, I'd love to, like continue choreographing and exploring like new ideas, um, having new challenges, working on different projects, yes, definitely. And on this show, uh, we have spoken to, or well, I've spoken to quite a lot of female choreographers lately, and one of the things that we've been talking about is uh, some of the challenges facing female choreographers in the UK today within the dance industry. And I'm just interested in the environment at the Scottish Ballet sounds very supportive for you. Yes. And I'm just wondering sort of what your experience, um, do you think it's sort of typical or are there other challenges that you foresee in, in the future in terms of a career as a choreographer? Well, it's, to be honest, I've like only recently heard people speaking about this whole uh, female choreographers. If not, I was naively unaware of it because like I said here there's like some like so much opportunities and yeah. a few female like as well choreographers coming in choreographing so from my point of view I was I wasn't aware of like that big um yeah so you sound like you're in a very supportive environment yeah definitely with the, with the Scottish ballet they seem to yeah, be supporting your your work and nurturing your choreography and and helping you into the future. I think that's wonderful. I'm very grateful. Yeah, really wonderful. And finally, Sophie, I I have to ask one of my favorite questions. What advice would you give to other aspiring dancers or choreographers who are watching you today, thinking, actually, I would love to be able to to do that now or in the future. Uh, I would say um, it's it's demanding mm -hmm. um, and it can be quite tough but if you really want it it is so rewarding definitely like yeah it's it's hard to describe how much it gives back to you or all those years of like performing and creating is it's an unbelievable like um, feeling so. you I have to say you do look very happy Sophie <laughs> you do look yeah completely enthralled by by dance and I think you know that's just so wonderful because you know as an audience member you know and people watching and listening 
who love actually coming along and seeing dancers like yourself and seeing the new works performed by up-and-coming choreographers like yourself you know it brings us so much happiness and joy as well so it's <laughs> it's lovely I just want to say thank you so much for joining us today oh, and uh, of course if people who would like to learn a little bit more um, about what's coming up on the Scottish Ballet's um, schedule check them out online you can also um, see when Sophie's presenting new works as well and just want to wish you all the best for the future and we'll be looking and seeing what's coming next for you Great, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.